but we may have God-given, many of us do, all of us do, God-given gifts. But we are the product of God-guided nurture. You know, we just have to invest enough to get nurtured. We have to be around enough to get nurtured. We have to risk enough to be nurtured into the person God wants us to be. My CHE experience tells me home is where you are loved. It's where you're hugged. Uh, my profound, most profound My most profound, memorable hug was on the stage as we headed towards Pennsylvania and Pastor Mark hugged me. I have never been hugged so significantly and powerfully in that moment. That's where home is. Home is where you're given wings. You're trusted. Home is where you're instructed and mentored, and corrected. Home is safe. It's safe enough to share your deep needs with Eric, and Dave, and Ron and Judith, and many other friends I can't begin to name. Home is where you're prayed for. Uh, our friend Bruce Colvin is here, I think, and he handcrafted this, and this hangs in my office still today. And on the back are the names of many friends in this room who are in our small group that guided us through our ministry years. And over the years, I've added other people to that. And it feels today I should go around the room and grab a few more signatures. Could I have your autograph, a few of you? It's really true that this is where we're prayed for. I have been at, I don't know what you guys did, but you shrunk the altar like the place to pray. But I still believe that if you came forward today, you would be prayed for and God would do something powerful in your life like he did in mine, my wives and my kids, and many of you. Our text for today is the verse, Hebrews 13, verse 8. It's written on the banner here. It's Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In the midst of this hyper-changing planet that I can't keep up with and neither can you, particularly when they call you Papa John now, you really can't keep up. By contrast, Jesus never changes. A big theological word we use is he's immutable. Jesus is the definition of dependable. Consistent, solid, steady, stable, reliable. All other ground is sinking sand. It has been said the only constant has changed, but truthfully, Jesus is the only constant in our world. And from my perspective, what about yours in my life? You can trust him. I trust him. I, I am inconsistent. Leaders, pastors, people are inconsistent. Trends come and go, but Jesus is timeless. That's why we're here today. Jesus is the same yesterday. I stand before you as the ghost of country hills past. <laughs> Some of you are already commenting on my hair. I am looking more like Steve Balzer, I know. 
What does God tell us to do with the past? He says, celebrate the past. Remember the past. I have discipling memories here, mentoring memories here, small group memories here, many youth adventure memories here. I have miracle memories here. And what I've discovered is that um, those memories bring me joy. In fact, as Paul would say, what's the, what's the outcome of ministry? It's you. People are our joy. This past fall, every, every fall we have a pastor's retreat up at uh, Stainer Camp. And the casters gather from all over Ontario and we learn together, laugh together, and usually have some teaching. And this past year, we had Elena Taliotis Franklin. She's married to Patrick Franklin. And Elena was there. Elena was in Jared and our youth group. And there was Elena. And she was given the responsibility. And did she do an amazing job of teaching and leading our pastors of our denomination, Elena, from that youth group. I walked up to her and said, you are my joy. I don't take any credit, but you are my joy for what God is doing in and through your life and using you. What do we do with our past? We need to honor our leaders. We need to imitate it, them in verse 7, it says. It goes without saying that we honor Pastor Mark and Karen Bolander today. His passing this past year was heaven's gain. His legacy is certainly my blessing and our blessing. Melanie spoke with Karen just the other day and she sends her greeting and her love and her thanks as only she could. I actually considered preaching one of Pastor Mark's sermons today. You see, I've had the amazing privilege of getting all of his sermon notes for 40 years and all the little black binders that I used to look at in his office. And I've read them all. And this is a, a message that he preached here early on. This is his actual notes here. This typewriter, how he ever figured this out, I don't know. But he was faithful to do that. And, and this is him celebrating our unique community. Country Hills is located at 1280 Ottawa Street South. Only when you and I gather here, because tomorrow Country Hills Church and all of its people will be scattered all over Waterloo Region and beyond. And we are part of a unique community. In fact, Country Hills has always been a unique community. I'm reading his words. He says, we're a community of called ones. They were not only called out, but we're called together. We're called to be holy and called to be saints, saints by calling. We're called into covenant. We're called into an abundant, full life. We're called to be holy. He's just got lots of little notes. That's how he preached. He just put short forms. I go, can you give me a little more? But he could, and he'd rock in his feet like this, and I used to too, till I figured I didn't need to. We're, call, we're a community of called ones. We're a community of cleansed ones. Is that ever needed today? And we're a community of commissioned ones. May I recommission you, in the words of Mark Bolander, 
to God's commission, great commission and great commandment for all of us, whether we're here or not, in the days ahead, our city, our nation, our world needs us to be a unique community in our world. See, I can do Mark a little bit. Oh, love him, miss him. The Bible tells us about yesterday that we need to also forget our past. Well, I'm trying to understand what that means, but really what Paul is saying, forgetting what up behind, I need to look ahead. It's really dangerous to drive your car just looking in the rearview mirror. You're going to hit somebody. And so it's a call to not live in the past or, uh, frankly, blame the past or wallow in the past. I bump into lots of folks who've given up on church because they're just kind of wallowing in the pain of the past. And I would just encourage you to, well, make that adjustment of the rearview mirror and look ahead and jump back in with others who love Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday. He is the same today. In the original meaning of this word, it means at this very moment, he's the same. What does Jesus tell us to do with today? He tells us to live in the present. And to me, that speaks of contentment. If there's ever a lesson that Melanie and I would love to sit with you with, is the life lesson of learning to be content with what you have. In my wife's case, in her minimalism, she'll just pare everything out and give it away anyways, so we better be content. Be present speaks to our relationships. The only excuse I seem to have anymore is if the Leafs are playing, then I don't have to be present for her. She's finally figured that out. But in every other case, I need to be a lot more present. Don't waste today speaks about his purposes. And today is the day of salvation, and I would believe that God would want to call any one of us home to a renewed relationship with him or a first time to trust him because it's been a tough year that you've had and today is the day of your salvation. What is our present work? If you look in Hebrews 13, you'd see lots of things there. Our present work is loving one another, verse 1. Hospitality, verse 2. Ministry to the mistreated, verse 3. Purity in keeping our covenants, verse 4. Contentment in simple living, verse 5. Disciple-making, verse 7. Maintaining biblical integrity, verse 9. Praise, verse 15. What a beautiful morning we've had of that. Good deeds, verse 16. And prayer, verse 18. Jesus is the same yesterday, today. Jesus is the same forever. What does he tell us about tomorrow? What's his instruction? Well, he says, don't worry about tomorrow. In our supra-anxious anxiety world, that may be the key verse for the next decade. Don't worry about tomorrow. He's got this. What does he say about tomorrow? He says to be ready because you never know when you need to give an account for what God's done in your life to someone else like a neighbor or a coworker or a friend or family member. Be ready to share the hope that you have. 
And we need to be ready for his return. Church, I'm not sure we're quite ready. I think we need to get at it. I think we need to get cleaned up. I think we need to get about coming together. And we need to be ready. Because he'll come back when we least expect it. So I would say to Country Hills uh, and to all of you, the future is really promising, isn't it? Our future is forever if we receive Jesus. And because he lives, I can face tomorrow. You see, I am getting old. I reference lots of old things and my kids go, I don't know what that is. Papa. I'd like to conclude with just an illustration from Scripture. It comes from Joshua 3. It's the Joshua 3 moment for Country Hills Church. It's actually been the Joshua 3 moment for our denomination, the Evangelical Missionary Church of Canada. And it begins this way in chapter 3 of Joshua. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out and went to, to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. And so here we are at this anniversary service, believing Jesus for our tomorrow, for amazing things by his grace among us and through us. But first, before we go, before we cross, we must camp. It's critical before we as a church move forward, whether it's locally or as a denomination or as the church of Jesus Christ, we need to camp before we cross. Uh, what do you do around campfires? Well, you eat. You make s'mores. You know when we make s'mores, Melanie only eats the chocolate. And you tell stories, you sing songs, and I think what's important for the church today is to not, we can't move forward except by praise, by celebrating what God's doing, by telling stories. And there are so many amazing Country Hills stories here. And so I hope today as we'll share and as you continue to go, that you'll remember there are stories that represent people of God's great power and love and grace here. Before we go forward, we need to camp around his faithfulness, his goodness, his provision, and tell lots of stories. Thank you, Jesus, for all these years. Thank you, Jesus, for these 40 years of, of stories of transformation, of love, of giving, of forgiveness, of um, moving forward. Thank you, Jesus, for each one representing a life that matters to you. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness to this congregation on this corner that spills and ripples out all over the place. We thank you for your goodness, grace, and provision in Jesus' name. Number two, he told these people of Israel while they were camping to consecrate themselves before they cross. And so that was really not, not just a prayer time, 
but it was actually physical cleansing and spiritual cleansing that went about. And they would have gone down to the river and they would have washed themselves symbolically and ritually. And I do believe that to concentrate means to purify our hearts and our bodies before we move forward as a church, as a people. And this is the work of personal repentance and confession and a corporate work of confession. I have had to stand before a gathering of denominational pastors and leaders and confess that EMCC has really hurt some people on the way. There has been some significant days of historical abuse that have surfaced that is just grieving the heart of God and we confess our sin. And if I could be so bold, I have offended people in this place as a pastor, tried to make those things right, and all of us would carry stuff and hurt and pain. It's just that residue of being together. And Lord Jesus, I would pray a consecration prayer over Country Hills for all that's happened in and through the ministry and life in this place. If anyone has been hurt or wounded by anything that's done here, would you cover that by your grace? Would you forgive us for our sin? And would you restore any of those that have lived in that pain and hurt all these years? Would you release them from that today? Would you consecrate this moment? And would you lift this church to a bright and beautiful future? Oh, how we want to be a body that is pure and spotless and ready for you. May that be the case. We all ourselves in this room give all the stuff of the past and ask you to withdraw us into a new future. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. And then, of course, it concludes this pastor passage where just be ready to move when you see God move. Just be ready to move. They were to watch the ark, and when they saw it move, they were to move. It's just a conscious reminder that when we see God moving in our families, in our workplace, in our home, in our church, in our community, in our nation, we need to just stand up together and follow God wherever he takes us. We just need to do that. We just need to be that aware and that conscious in the midst of everything going on in our world and I would pray that the Church of Jesus Christ would actually get up together. And we wouldn't have to wait till that denomination got to go and this. Like, Lord Jesus, if you move, we're going to move. Thanks for letting me share, Jeremy. Turn it to you. So just as we uh, close today and before I pray over us, I just wanted to um, end by drawing our hearts and minds to an illustration, building off the uh, wonderful foundation, uh, much better than I could build, that John has laid this morning and through his ministry here. And it came from Jim Kibble. And he said uh, something along the lines of this, and I want you to do this as well. Look at the chair you're sitting on. Just take a moment. Uh, you know, there's lots of talk about these chairs. They're uncomfortable. They're old. They're pink. 
What do we do with them? But maybe today we can think about these chairs in a different way. These chairs and the metal ones at the school that came before them have held a lot of lives. There have been a lot of people who've come through this building and that school and sat in these chairs. And each person who sat in a chair as part of Country Hills Church family has had a choice. Some people have sat and attended, as John has shared. Some people have sat and listened and allowed the Lord to move in their hearts, and they've placed faith in Jesus. And I was encouraged again uh, this past week as we watched a video from Pastor Mark made for our 30th anniversary where he recounted uh, the history of Country Hills. And I'll post that to our social media this week. So you, if you haven't seen it, you can see it. But just remembering how people had their lives transformed in those first few months, people giving their hearts to know Jesus as they started this new work called Country Hills Church in Laurentian Hill School. There have been people who have believed and have followed Jesus. There have been people and many here who've gone beyond just believing in Jesus to following him with their whole life and investing their time and their energy and their resources to make this place home. And my call to you, Country Hills Church family, is to invite you to be one of those people that in 40 years when we celebrate and look back, you would be one of the people that is coming to many people's hearts and minds saying, I sat in this chair, but because of that person, I know Jesus. Because of that person, I follow Jesus more. Because of that person, I found home. And so I invite you this morning to consecrate yourself and to head out and to be and do who God is calling you to be as part of a body, as part of a church, that we might see more and more people come to know Jesus. We might see a more cohesive and well-knit together church family. And what I love about what God has been doing in and through us over the past number of months is just pulling people together from all sorts of ages, stages, nationalities, backgrounds. It's just a wonderful mess. And we love it. And that's what God's calling us to. So as we're dismissed today, would you stand with me? I want to pray over you after I'm done praying. We're going to say goodbye to our online friends. And I have a few instructions for our lunch. And if you would, would you just stretch out your hand if you feel comfortable with that? We're not laying hands on any one person. But we are saying, God, I am yours. And Jesus we thank you for each and every person. Jesus, you know as I'm looking out on the people here and, and recognizing faces and lives and journeys and sacrifice and foundations, physical and spiritual, relational and emotional, built brick by brick, moment by moment, relationship by relationship, prayer by prayer, sacrifice by sacrifice, we are honored and blessed for you to have laid this foundation through these people. And as I look at those, especially the, the kids and those who are still the church of today but will be the leaders of tomorrow as Louise prayed, 
We ask that you would strengthen, you would protect, you would guide, and you would work in and through us like never before. May we help people find belonging at home. May we help people become more like you, Jesus. And may we be a blessing to one another and to the world around us that hearts might be softened and people might come to know you. We thank you, Jesus, for 40 wonderful years. We place before you the blessings and the pain. We place before you the things we're thankful for and the questions we have. And in it all, we thank you for your faithfulness. Even when we've been faithless, even when we've taken the wrong course, even when we've done our best and it's just been the wrong thing, you're still faithful. You're still moving. You're still working. And we pray that we would be faithful to be and do who you've called us to for this moment and that our faithfulness would be the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, following your great example. Jesus, your great love, your great sacrifice, and your great grace working in and through us. I bless you, and I thank you. Thank you for John. Thank you for his work in my life. Thank you for his work and sacrifice in our life. And thank you for the example he sets today as our denominational president, that he doesn't see it as a position, but a privilege. As an example, may you protect and bless him. May he continue to walk out this with all the strength that you can give him for the difficult meetings, for the tough choices, and, and for the days of plenty. We pray your blessing over him and Melanie. We ask your blessing on Karen Bolander and Jesse this morning. May you keep them. May you provide for them, and may you strengthen them. We thank you for Country Hills Church and all the men and women who dreamed of this day. And we pray we'd have a